0: Welcome to the Interviews Podcast. Ciao Interisti, welcome to another edition of the Interviews Podcast. This is our first What's Good Wednesday, episode three. Uh, coming to you from Brooklyn. My name is Alessandro Raffa. I'm here as always with my co host, Johnny. Hey, man. No, yeah, super excited to be
1: here today. Obviously, bringing our first guest on. Um, this guy needs no introduction. He's actually back from serving time in Guantanamo Bay for his <laughs> crimes committed against douglas mykon, but we're happy he's been released and, and given this opportunity to use uh a computer to to chat with us today but obviously we have uh, nima tavali so <laughs> well
2: that was uh that was a different introduction and it was kinder than i expected because it's usually much more aggressive <laughs> like it's good
0: <laughs> it should be a good one we're bringing together uh the ceo of inter twitter and of course his arch nemesis uh, the founder of SempreInter.com. so big. Uh... Also the founder
1: of Sempre Napoli and Studio yeah. Studios. <laughs> oh, That's... Jesus, here we go. <laughs> oh dear.
0: Oh man, for anyone that that follows the uh, Inter Twitter banter, if you are uh, not, you should probably get on it. And I'm sure this episode <laughs> will uh, <laughs> will intrigue you enough to do so. Um, but we're really excited uh, to have Nima today. Um, we have a very special topic that we want to go through, and essentially. Our objective here is um, to clear up what is a really complicated situation that includes a lot of local Milanese politics, and it's not that easy to to decipher, especially um, for some of the uh, English-speaking, inter-Twitter, you know, fan base, right? So we want to make it easy and sort of not dumb it down, but make it a little bit more digestible. And... Um. have people understand the situation, and there's no one else that we thought could do that as effectively um, as Nima. So that's what we'll be going through today. Before we jump into all of that, I'm just going to kick it over to John nee, who has a special shout-out um, for a listener of ours.
1: Yeah, I actually wanted to shout her out earlier, and I completely forgot, even though I had her website pulled up. Um, but yeah, there's a, a follower on Twitter that I actually saw a lot of her, her artwork, and she's a graphic designer, uh, guess, guess graphic designer, um, but she does t-shirts as well and screen prints them, and she has a new website for new shirts and stuff, and she actually told me I was the first one to order the Interflag 2023 shirt, but um, yeah, her name's J.R. Bell, and I would highly recommend checking it out. The website is mainenginepress.com. Um, she's got a few different designs of Inter t-shirts, and, I mean, the quality is awesome. They are, like, just brilliantly done. I have three of her shirts now. Um, this is the third one I've gotten, and the first one was an Inter one, and this other one was a Italy Euro 2020 shirt for winning, um, but this new one is gorgeous, and I, like, if you're an Interisti in the U.S. or Canada, I highly recommend checking it out and, and you know, giving her uh, a shout and maybe buying some merch because, you know, it's, it's cool Inter
0: stuff, so. Awesome. Thanks for that, Johnny. Um, so let's go ahead and, and dive into what we have on the agenda for today. So today's episode is going to be focused around um, a really uh, top of mind uh, topic for all Interisti, especially with the comments that um, came from the mayor of Milan, um, Sala, and you know Antonello spoke as well. This uh, will we, won't we back and forth between getting a new stadium and eventually moving from the San Siro. Um, really complicated situation given that there's two clubs that share the stadium. Um, you know, especially there's also the uh, the actual geography of Milan and, and where we could actually build and as well as the funding of, of the owners, right? So a lot of different pieces at play here. And to sort of put it all together, um, we've invited Nimi here. So let's go ahead and start with... The very first question um, for you, Nima, why should or shouldn't Interisti want their own stadium at this point?
2: Oh, they absolutely have to. Not only should, but they absolutely have to for many reasons, because, you know, we talk a lot about, um, well, it's Italian football fans or Serie A fans, regardless of who they support, um, are quite aware of the discrepancy and difference in revenue between the Premier League primarily and everyone else, uh, especially the Serie A. Now, a big part of that is, of course, the TV deal. Um, but the reason why the TV deal, a big reason why the TV deal has gone so well in the, in, in, for the Premier League and in other countries is because the stadiums are modern and it's a nice product to look at. The stadiums are modern they 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 jump out of the they 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 allow for production tv production to be much more you know much more modern and they allow they give you a completely different kind of uh platform on which to market your product as opposed to going to via del mare or uh, somewhere else that was built sometime before maybe around or before the the Vietnam War w- was 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 fought so you know it's 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 just like that and also from a revenue point of view for the clubs themselves I mean there was an article today I think by Calcio Finanza or I'm pretty sure it was we reported on um uh, as everything else uh, but uh, we we basically Inter and Milan are losing 60 million euros a year on not having a new stadium not you losing but are missing out on approximately 60 million 60 million euros each in revenue by not owning their own stadium okay you could, you could say that 60 million euros isn't isn't that much and it's not all profit i get that but it's still 60 million euros i mean it's you know it's it's bizarre that we are having these conversations i feel in 2023 um, because the San Siro, as much as I love it, and I've been very blessed to be there, to have been there and worked there and covered Inter there, it is a fantastic stadium and atmosphere, but it is very, very old. And the foundations of it are almost 100, if not more than 100 years old. It's been refurbished a couple of times from the 50s to the 90s, etc. The foundations of that stadium are incredibly old. And as such, it's not no longer possible to to rebuild it to, to put it into, t- in order to make it safe and modern, in order for these clubs to be able to maximize their revenue, but also we're talking from a safety perspective. I mean, there are parts of the third tier of the San Ciro that have been closed down because the authorities fear they can't, they, they're afraid that it might collapse. Okay? Like, this, we're actually, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but this is where we are <laughs> because of the vibrations. And, and when I was there now for the Milan Derby, uh, when the curva were jumping, you felt the vibrations, and I wasn't in the curva. Alright, I was about, I was next, not close by, but I was not in the curva, and you could feel the vibrations, and everyone was like, okay, <laughs> this is a bit. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's, it's not, I'm, I, I'm, I've never felt that it wasn't safe before, but now, the, because I hadn't been there for a couple of years, but every time I go, it looks older, and older, and older, and more worn down. So there's a safety aspect, um, and and I don't want tragedy. I don't want to have a San Siro tragedy before something happens. I don't want people to die because when they're going to a goddamn football game. Like, because, because of this incredible in, in dysfunctional incompetence and gridlocked uh, bureaucracy that just puts a chokehold on everything in Italian football. So that's one aspect of it. 60 million in match day revenue because obviously they own it they don't have to pay rent which they do now to the council so you see already there the you're 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 kind of eliminating one cost uh and 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 that in and of itself means that you're making more money but but regardless for for the for 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 italian football to be able to seem like a modern you know product and a modern game yeah we need a, we need new stadiums across the board it's not just in milan we need new stadiums in naples we need new stadiums in rome we need new stadiums in verona we need new stadiums everywhere else because these things are damn old and it's the same problem everywhere i mean i've been to the the ennio tardini in parma is a charming tiny little stadium but they're going to rebuild theirs um, because Kyle Kraus g- have got the, you know when he came in and he started, you know he, he started he's really like money, throwing money at that project. Their budget for the city B, some would say they, they're even wasteful. Um, and that and they might be right in terms of the, their, their transfer, mm-hmm. their budget for the, for the squad in the city of team. But regardless, there is a project there. And they're building a new stadium there. Udinese have already built theirs, and it's one of the best in terms of for the size of club they are and how modern it is. And it looks, it looks really nice. It's a nice, it's, it's like Udinese, when you, when you watch Udinese play at home, it, it feels like you're watching a game in this century. And then you watch a game any other place that with one of these old stadiums, it just doesn't look the same um it's different and now san siro obviously covers a lot of that because it's San siro and the atmosphere and the noise is unlike anything other anyone has seen i mean it's it's just it's the loudest in the world as far you know that i've ever seen but it's still not it's still an old stadium and 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 so it's just basically across the board tick 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 you we need a new stadium both of them and i and if i could choose i think both inter and milan should have their own stadiums
0: yeah, it seems that, you know, any um, any reason to move forward with San Siro at this point would be strictly based on nostalgia and not, you know, modernizing the game, which I think uh, is a problem that Italy suffers from on a whole. Um, mm. uh, so there was a lot of news that came out this week, and I think what I would, you know, what would be really helpful for me, at least, is to just understand who are the key players, right? So there's, you know information coming out that Jang um, spoke directly with Singer, who is, you know, part of Elliot, um, and then, you know, Jerry Cardinale has different plans. Can you sort of break out who are the key players on each side? You know, one being the Milan City Council, one being Inter, and one being Milan.
2: Okay, well, you got the Milan City Council and the mayor, Beppe Sala, who represents the city. Now, he, in turn, there's you know they they have it's not just he who decides they also have to pass things pass motions and stuff like that and there are different political parties and they have different political you know wills and they you know based on electoral results and proportionality and all that so he has to get it through the get motions passed uh and that's what's being debated you know a lot of people because of course because of the principle of uh Public debate. Uh, that's why there's been this public debate because lots of people don't want to turn down the citizens, Siro. They and 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 they have to make their voices heard. And this this has got to be a transparent process. Um, and that's that, that's that's the Milan City Council. Uh, then you have Inter and Milan. Milan were own are owned were owned by Elliott uh, until last summer when Jerry Card- Cardinale and Redbird bought Milan. But in order to buy Milan, they loaned money from Elliott to buy Milan, which means that Elliott are still kind of involved in in uh, in in Milan. Uh, although Jerry Cardinale has some sort of a you know he's the, he's the he's the he's the club president. He's like some he's he's the fine he's the guy who has the final say. I guess at least that's what Redbird keep emailing me and everyone else who questions that that that's the case. So. Um, Uh, Whenever we 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 write a story that contradicts that, I immediately have an email saying, "No, this is wrong. You got to change that. This is how it is." Um, So uh, yeah, it it is. Trust me, (laughs) it's it's insane.
0: I wonder Uh, if you get any of that from the Inter side too. No,
2: nothing. And that's that's it's just one side is really really actively aware of their brand and they take care of it, and the other one does not give an give an F. They don't. They just don't do anything. They you know it's just. You know, whatever. I don't even want to get into that because uh, it just annoys me. Um, but regardless, uh, that's how it is. And then you have Inter, who are owned by this by Suning, who have taken out a loan uh, from Oak Tree, We're using their ownership of Inter as collateral. So it's not in order to 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 secure in, running Inter until 2024, when that loan has to be paid back in the summer. So these are the key players, pretty much. And what has happened is that this process has been going on for so god such a goddamn long time. Um, that it's the clubs are getting frustrated. and now Milan is very, very frustrated because Milan feel or at least Jerry Cardinale feels based on what he said or, or what's leaked from them uh, is that they don't feel that they're comfortable going into business with Inter. Because they don't even know if Suning is going to own Inter and as such, they feel like it's a huge undertaking, a business undertaking to, to, to build the stadium with someone else and co-own it. And, and you kind of see their point because that thing is going to be there for at least 50 to 99 years or something. You know, it's going to be there for, it's a real big commitment, right? So you want to know who you're getting into business with. Um, and Suning, of course, as we as Inter fans, we all know the situation there and they might be selling, they're not selling. We're, we don't know, right? It could happen. So there's insecurity there, and that's why they claim. You know, that's why they they're saying they've gone on and started looking at alternative venues to build a new stadium. Uh, Inter made it clear that they still want to go ahead with the stadium at the San Siro, but they too have a have a plan B and a site just in case.
0: This this part of the story is what I have the most questions about, and where I'm the most <laughs> skeptical. Because, a, where you know you can't fund um, you know a team to put on the field. Number yeah. one, number two, how are you going to fund building a stadium? Okay, let's and let's number start three.
2: Let's start with that. Let's start because yeah. that financial part is really really important, and I think people need to understand this. It's, I'm really glad you brought it up. When in when you build something, when you build a building, whenever you build something, it's not like the builder comes there with a big big suitcase suitcase of cash and says here's all the money for the building let's start building no that's not how it works no no one has the financing themselves the builder right the the person running the project it's usually like this you create a separate legal uh, business vehicle a company right and that company is that you own that company and that company is the one that builds and owns and operates the stadium you own, And then Inter would own that company 100%. If they do it with Milan, they'd own it 50-50. Now, what that means is, if you can secure the land, if you can get all the permits, if you can build something, then Inter or Milan together, if they're doing it together, they're building a, a stadium that is going to... an actual, physical, tangible structure um, that is going to generate revenue. It's going to be a landmark stretch. It's going to create jobs. There's, there's, there's lots of money to be had, right? And as such, you have... You can get local, You can get guarantees. There's millions of ways to do this. You, you know, in America, for example, the taxpayers in a city would usually front that money up. Um, if depending on where you are, of course, in the United States or, or Canada, when it comes to <clears throat> your new stadiums, but you know, there's millions of different ways you can fund that. One is, of course, banks are always involved, and they usually, in in these projects, give give loans uh, because they know they have collateral. There's an actual physical structure there. That they can repossess if somebody if somebody were not if if something were to go wrong right, so 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 that that is completely separate from from Inter building a st- uh, for, 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 you know buying the actual club yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, so it's got nothing to do with that they Inter and, and theoretically Inter and Milan could build if they got the credit and if they got the banks to loan them which I which which doesn't seem like an impossibility to me uh, and and if they you know got the financiers right and usually that's you know that, that that's that's a tricky part, but um, you know that's how Donald Trump, for example, for example, I mean he he does not have hundreds of billions of dollars that he just fronts and builds a building and then sells it on no he, he right. some would some would argue he doesn't have a penny to his name and instead he he's the face outwards and then he makes his money that way like you know but
0: so sooning are the donald trump yes yeah, sooning are the Italian donald football.
2: trump the same <laughs> but only the difference is that yeah, yeah exactly no no but seriously like just so we understand how how this works um it's 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 separate things you can, of course, you could say that. Well, sooning, you know, you're, you know, if so if 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 Inter have such low credit, they won't get a loan and via you know using the stadium, blah blah blah. You, you could say that, but usually that's not a problem, uh, and that doesn't seem to be an issue here. Um, I think the reason why the two clubs want to do it, I think it's pretty smart because they look at it like this: if we build one structure, we all keep the matchday revenue to our own games, um, but we half the cost of building it. And also, think about it like this, you build a stadium that is open, it's it's there 365 days a year, right? If Inter have their own stadium, they can only have it for 19 days, active, plus Champions League and whatnot. If Milan do it, they have it for 19 days, and it's empty all the other days, because, you know, the Serie A games, the Champions right. League and all that. And that's, you know, you're not, you're not using it all year round. They were thinking, well, if we do it together, that's 38 match days minimum plus champions league and something else. That means it's open for business about 50, 55 days a year for, which is pretty good already right off the bat. Yeah. You're guaranteeing revenue. Right. Um, and so, so, so there are, there is actually, I think it's, it was a good idea for them to, to start together. And I think it would, because they would keep their own match day revenue. Okay the museum they would share it um they, you know they if they want to build a hotel they could build one milan hotel one inter hotel or whatever you know like there are several different ways you can get around that right uh like you, you can divide that right so you know it's it's a good idea uh, at face value uh, for them to share this cost and then you know own their own kind of business activities on this project right. if that makes sense Sorry to cut right. you off, but I, I just that's, thought that that's a really important point to clarify right off the bat. Um,
0: no, I think that 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 makes sense. And you know, initially, without understanding that, yeah. I was all for um, you know each each getting their own stadium. But that that does seem like the only solution where you actually could move forward with um, <clears throat> both teams being in the same stadium. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a good idea
2: because it's 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 like they've shared a stadium for such a long time right and it's almost a part it makes them unique milan is the only city in the world that has two teams that has won the champions league milan is the only you know milan is the only city in the world that has two teams at the top echelons of not just their domestic league, but also European football. It, they are a little bit twin right. clubs. You know what I mean? It's not like an all-man Lazio. Yeah. They have shared that stadium for a long time. You know, they—they they, in, in a family in Milan, you have half two people supporting Inter, two supporting Milan. Like it's, it's not, it, it's part, it's, it's kind of ingrained in both clubs you know, history, Uh, you know, they are cousins for, 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 for for real. Some would say even brothers, like in the sense of siblings, not brothers, but you know what I mean? They're very closely connected and related. These two clubs from their foundation all the way to today, they've always been very, very closely connected. So it wouldn't make sense. I think, I still think that is the best way forward. Now, if we get into the actual, what's happened these past few days, well, Milan are, I, I this is my opinion not not reporting I think they're bluffing I think they're both exhausted both inter and both Milan have are fed up they're fed up with this bureaucracy they're fed up with this with this being dragged dragging this project out to the point it is but they and I think salah who has asked them in the beginning he was also very difficult but once he you know, he, he made lots of demands to them. He wanted it to be at least 70 72,000 spectators. They agreed. It was lots of stuff like that that he wanted modified. And once he was happy, once everyone at the Milan City Council was happy, uh, or his administration were happy and everyone inputs, they were ready to move on. And that's when the backlash came from the anti, you know, from, from, from the local Green Party and, and all these other people who want to stop this, right? And that's where we are now. Now, this has dr- driven Inter Milan crazy. They're, they're 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 fed up with this. So now I think they're they're tr- I think they're bluffing because I think they're saying, okay, well either you know either San Siro, we both leave and you'll stand there alone and and you'll have to stand there with a ginormous block of concrete that's a hundred years old, no one's using it, and no one's willing to invest in it.
0: And it's a safety hazard.
2: And is a safety hazard as well because you're closing down yeah. sections of the third tier out of fear that it might collapse because of people jumping up and down and stuff, which is insane. That I just can't. Like my head is. <laughs> I feel like my head just blows a fuse. That you know, that we're saying this in 2023. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. So, it's my understanding that out of this meeting that happened this week, um, Sala has given. Milan two weeks to respond <laughs> with their financial proposal, uh, which, yeah. considering everything that we've discussed so far, seems highly unlikely. What happens at that yeah. two-week point? Is okay. that even a real well, deadline? But, but, like, you know?
2: This is this is the thing. It's so this like it would, like everything in Italian football. Everything becomes a goddamn telenovela. Everything becomes a a goddamn like. Soap opera, because right. Milan said they want to. You know, they confirmed that they want to go to La Maura, the San Siro Hippodromo, the the, the horse yes. horse race, the horse the old horse racing course, right?
0: To build like the women's center. Yeah, they the wanted to build everything there.
2: The only problem is, the only problem is, is that the people who own it is Snitek, and Snytek say said in a, in a, I'm a reading now. We have signed a preliminary sale agreement for the area, which incl- includes the race course Snai La Maura. However, the sale was not completed as it was subject to various conditions, precedents such as the construction of new tracks and services for trotting within the Snai San Siro race So essentially what they're in, in this, this, they go on and on and on. They're saying essentially, hang on a minute, we own this and we only agreed to sell it if it was going to be a race racecourse racehorse uh, racehorsing there. And they promised that they were going to buy this, based on that. Um, and and that's what we want to do. Um, and and they want they want to have the botanical park. They you know all that stuff that they that they've done. Um, and and they end with saying, um, it says. Also, in this sense, Snitec hopes that in the event of a possible sale, the future of the area is subject to landscape restrictions, and a sports destination will bring benefits to the neighborhood and the city. They say in this ambition, we, we've collaborated with academic institution, institutions to make use of the best skills, etc., um, etc. Et so they're they're very clear of what they what they're saying. They're even saying that. Um, the, since 2016, when the SNI Tech project began, the company launched a process of enhancing the SNI San Siro race course following st- three strategic pillars, recovery and enhancement of the artistic cultural heritage. San Siro is the only sports facility recognized as a national Uh, heritage rationalization and certification of the environmental heritage in particular the precious botanical park and relaunch of the sports component central soul of a unique structure in italy at the forefront of europe so they're 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 pretty much saying well nobody told us about your building your new football stadium here um we don't know where where we were as far as we're aware we're having a race course in a botanical garden here you know, like,
0: so. Which gives you the impression that
2: you they're know, talking Neon shit. Is I'm sorry not if I'm allowed to swear not being, being as swear.
0: sincere. Right. Yeah. They're, no. they're, 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 yeah. they're, they're blowing up their mind. They're not being as sincere as they. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, 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 um, it's, and it's so obvious as well, too, because it's like. You know, they, they released this this statement when they were talking about this and said, "We've got no agreement over this. No one's contacted us over a football stadium." And then, of course, Inter are saying, "Well, we have a plan B, but we're not telling you." When. <laughs> right. And, and today, <laughs> and um yeah, I got I got into that. So 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 the Gazetta published a story saying that um, they th- this morning, uh, my time. Well, I guess it was like it would be like middle of the night your time. Saying that um, we found where Inter's Secret Spot is, and then a few later hours later, on Facebook because apparently that's how you use the communicate. That's how the the that city council, that part of the the commune, uh, decides to communicate by saying no one's communi. No- it's everything
0: you know. about <laughs> Italy is archaic up until yeah. their Facebook posts. No,
2: so that so the city council of that area says actually no one's really talked to us about that, and you know. Um, no one's talked to us about that. No one said anything to us. Well, we think it's in. We think it's in Rozzano. It's not here. So one council is saying, no, no, Inter's plan B isn't he- here. It might be in the neighboring <laughs> commune. And Inter, meanwhile, is just quiet. I mean, it's just you couldn't make this. Sh- Sorry if I'm swearing, but you can't make this shit up, even if you're. Yeah. Like, <laughs>
0: like. Yeah, Johnny. What? What? I'm. Um, at a least bit that's. Skeptical look, let's do, I just
2: gotta say though. We're recording this on yeah. March the 1st. Now, this is Italy and this is Inter and Milan. So in 24 hours, everything, lots of things can happen. Like, I'm just, you know, let's put, put a little caveat on that. But at the time of recording, this is the state of play.
0: <laughs> yeah. I want to I wanna toss it over to Johnny. So we're talking about a club who could not receive payments from their main shirt sponsor, now all of a sudden (laughs) getting a new stadium, right? All this seems a little bit out of whack. Just based off of, you know, what we're hearing from Nima, um, (laughs) where where are you at with where you think this is going to go? I think the people want to hear from the the CEO. Uh, I mean, yeah, I have no idea where
1: this is going to go. Obviously, we all want our club to get a new stadium. It would be massively beneficial for them to, especially like Nima said, that's $60 million or euros really that we're missing in revenue every year. I mean, the way I calculated that in my head, that's that's four Enzo is Oh so, my like, God! <laughs> here we go. Here we go. So that's that's. I'm, you I'm know, happy that's you I didn't did. say
2: what's his name.
1: Uh, I, I purposely did not say. <laughs> His name, yes. I did not say it because I know how Nima, Nima reacts to that one. That's it. <laughs> I wake that's up in the middle of the night with name, nightmares
2: saying, screaming, Johnny Infantino. And I haven't yeah, even seen him play. And I don't think I want to see him play because you've ruined it for me. <laughs>
1: like, no, You know what? I'll tag you in a – I'll post it later and I'll tag you in it. Um, but, yeah, like just seeing – just it just feels so out of whack. And like Nima said, it's just – it's <laughs> – it's chaotic with the way everything has been working out. You know, not getting paid from your shirt sponsors. That's embarrassing. Like, that is, like, four... I would say fifth or sixth tier, you know, Italian league. That's the kind of stuff you should hear from that, you know, where, where, where you're not getting paid like that. To miss, if I'm not mistaken, the first and second installments of the 24 million euro payments... I That's think all three,
2: isn't it? Isn't it all three? Like I well, I think like, the third one that
1: was sc- still hasn't been paid, but we probably won't be paid that either. So, right. the thing, like, I got I
2: gotta stand up for Inter a little bit here. The reason why they still have digital bits is because they want to be legally protected. Meaning, if they were sure, to remove man. that, then they digital bits can say, "Well, hang on a minute, you removed it." So they wanna they wanna execute the, the most important parts of their their contractual obligation. So they've removed it from but, the women's team. They've removed it from the youth team. They've removed it from the stands, but they're not going to do it on the on the shirt because that's what everyone sees. That's the main thing. That's the main value of the contract, right?
1: No, now Nima, I don't obviously understand the legalities of it, and you have a little bit more knowledge, having gone to to university for that. But if they're not being paid afterwards, is that I mean, could that yeah, like if they're not being paid in like right now, at, up to this point? Is it really that big of like could they really yeah. like, digital bits really come back and countersue like well, with that yeah, of like cuz like, to me it's like hey if i'm not getting paid why should i no, be no. giving you free I, you know free I, advertising I I get, I get
2: that I get that and that's a tough goddamn bitter pill to swallow you're not wrong you're mm-hmm. logical but you have to remember what my what my favorite law lecturer told me uh, to all of us not just me everyone was That's logical, but the law has nothing to do. It doesn't care about logic and feelings. It just follows the law. (laughs) Like, do you know what I mean? So they're (laughs) trying to protect themselves completely, right? And they're doing the right thing because at the end of the season, when the season's over, Inter Mm -hmm. has executed the most important part of that sponsorship contract, right? Whilst digital bits, unless they start paying, will not have. At that point, Inter can terminate the contract and sue for damages, you know what I mean? And they'll be they'll be completely mm-hmm. protected. They'll be like, Look, we 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 did everything we did for the whole year. You have not paid us a penny for that year. Now, since and since you're not doing that, we're terminating it because we've comp we've completed one term of that contract, one year of that contract, and you've not paid us, so we're we're out, we're going with a new sponsor. By the way, here's an invoice for the twenty four million euros you owe us.
0: Is that? It, would it be twenty-four million euros plus like damages? Would there well, be any could, yeah, you know yeah. way to get damages are an always additional? discretionary?
2: Yeah, damages are usually discretionary in any legal system. You can't you know, you, you get awarded. That's why they call it awarded damages. You, you, you know that, that's up to the you know if they go to yeah. Them.
1: We should just be awarded the whatever the transfer fee for Geno Infantino is, <laughs> and that would be uh what five dollars, five bucks, <laughs> <laughs> eight
0: million euros, please. Um, just a dinner with Zanetti and Milito. And that's like, good enough to bring him in. I'll take that too, you know. Well, he actually, he's got <laughs> no. two
2: restaurants. He's got El Gaucho, him and, him and Cucho. They've got El Gaucho in Milan, which is an Argentinian steakhouse. And they have Il Bottinero, which is a little bit more upscale. Botinero. Kind of, yeah, with, with the football boots and all that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nima, one of the things that um, was really... You know, sort of top of mind through this entire conversation was, is, what is Sooning's incentive at this point? Is it, if we get into the business of building the new stadium, does that just give us an additional asset that can yes. be sold off in... So their incentive is to actually get something oh, done, yeah. oh, or yeah, is it just yeah. sort of stalling? Okay. No, no, no,
2: no, 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 Sooning Sooning have, both Suning and Milan, both Suning and Redbird or Elliot have an incentive to get this over the line. That's why they're so erratic, that's why they're acting so weird these past two days, and, and blatantly lying, uh, uh, if you ask me, that's my opinion, I mean, you know we'll see if, if they really are if, if there really is something there the la maura thing i mean based on what they said you know they seem to have they've made it like a cultural heritage site because of the racehorsing and the botanical garden and that strikes to me that well yeah it's private land but if it's like a if it's that kind of um if, if it's, it's that, additional bureaucracy yeah to have to, yeah uh, I, you know they'll they'll fight them over this um i think and uh, yeah so yeah, no, it's there's um... two. Sorry, no.
0: I was gonna say there's two um, other locations, Sesto and San Donato, that keep coming up. You know, based off of your understanding, where would you want to see Inter's, you know, solo stadium be located?
2: Anywhere as long as it's built. Like this is how frustrated I am. I have heard about this goddamn new stadium since more after the treble when moratti brought in a supposed chinese partner and there was no chinese partner and then he sold to tohir and so on and so forth so anywhere for me look uh, the, here's no. here's a little here's something that i think a lot of people again especially if they live in north america because north america is big okay canada and, and and the u.s is big you have a lot of space right um right it's not there there's lots of land in the united states that is not where people don't live right there's lots of right. places there's lots of space it, italy most of europe is incredibly urbanized is incredibly built out and developed except for maybe the north of scandinavia which is like basically one giant like nature reserve it's it's you know you got lots of where they get, get their power from and, and and stuff like that right but but Italy and, and Milan and that area is incredibly industrialized and incredibly, like, developed, which means that the metropolitan city of Milan is, is is several different communes, they call it. I would say boroughs, but it would be different because New York is huge and Milan is not as big as New York. So you, I, I think that would be a little bit... It's a bit more like the size of Boston, I'd say, like that kind of closeness, you know what I mean? So, for example... Sesto San Giovanni is in the metropolitan city of Milan, but it's not in Milan's commune. If that makes sense, the metro still goes there. The Milan, the Milan metro still goes there to Sesto to, to San Giovanni, just like it went to Asago, where well, the green line, line two, goes there. This is the red line, if I'm not mistaken. So it's it's still not it's not far off, if you know what I mean. So whether it's San Donato or or Sesto San Giovanni or Asago or wherever the hell they're going to build it. Um, it's still going to be in
1: it's that not, area.
0: It's essentially not going to be um, something that is too inconvenient for current you know, attendance of San Siro to be able to get to oh, regardless God, look, look, of where. Oh, God, look, San
2: Siro's not central. It's not the central part of Milan, San Siro. It, like, it's, it's way out. Uh, it's the end of the metro line, of the purple line, <clears> right? So it's not going to be like... So San Siro is already not central. We're talking about kind of the same kind of distance from the middle, from the center of the city, but just north, south, east, west kind of thing. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. What happens with San Siro if, let's say, both teams, whether they both move into a different stadium, whether they get their own stadiums, what becomes of you know what is considered one of the cathedrals of, yeah. of football?
2: Well, that's where all the fighting is, isn't it? I mean, you know, it would be a disaster for the, for the, for Milan, because they lose two of their tenants, and they stand there with a giant block of concrete that no one can use, and they'll have to invite, find someone to come in and invest and refurbish, and they have to go through the whole thing again, and be like, okay, well, we might need to tear some stuff down, this is built for football, Uh, if we want to make it into a concert venue, then the grass has to go, the goals have to go, you know, we want to, they, they 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 might want to, you know, remove the third tier. They want to get rid of that, you know, whatever. That, that depends on the developer, you know. If, if Inter and Milan leave, um, ideally, the solution would have been to tear that stadium down and build right next to it. That would have been the ideal solution um, for everybody, you know. I, I think that would have been the absolute best thing to do because it's it's a huge area. Uh, like, it's, it's a giant... Like, there are people living close by, but it's still... Like when you're there, there is the idea was to build next to it, is, is, to, is was to build next to the San Siro, and play at the San Siro, and then when the new stadium is finished built, then move into the new stadium, and then tear down the San Siro. And the reason why the clubs aren't ready to build the new one is because they're scared that they that, that they're going to have two stadiums right next to each other. Um, and 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 one is the San Siro, the old one, and then it's going to be lots of fighting about what happens there because they had plans for that land as well. They want to get everything rubber stamped and sealed so they can get on with their with their you know with the project.
1: Do you think there's any possibility, Nima? I mean, I know how in the United States there's a lot of you know. I mean, if you look at the city, I, I, I'm going to hate when Nick listens to this back. But when you look at the city of Philadelphia, <laughs> they have all three of their arenas, like you know, for hockey, basketball. Well, hockey and basketball, football and baseball all within, you know, the same. It's almost like a, a park with like that ha- houses, all of the stadiums. Like, do you think there's any possibility where Milan and Inter could get together? And, and even though it'll be separate stadiums where they could even do something like that, where they kind of take over a, a larger piece of land somewhere in Italy. And that way they can kind of build together, um, even though it'll be, you know, one for each. I mean, I know that kind of may sound crazy because you're kind of taking up space for no for no yeah. reason in a sense. No, I, I don't think. But, think I, that, I, mean, I don't think
2: so. I think that would be very difficult for them to build two stadiums right next to each other. I think that, I don't think that would work, and, and it's just not cost efficient. Like, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. I mean,
1: yeah. I guess yeah. yeah, yeah. I, would, I, would, yeah, you I guess you the, could the have, scale have two. Of cities.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, but I mean, I guess you could have, like you could rent it out to, to have two nfl games but i mean that would be pretty in now I, I think that would be at the same time no but you know what i mean like that it's it's a crazy i like that yeah idea. i mean that'd be the that'd be pretty cool like you could have like that kind of thing or you could have like i whatever but uh, no I, I don't think they're that they're there yet um mm-hmm. uh, I, I, don't, I don't think it's cost efficient uh, it's it's a cool idea uh, but i don't think there's enough i i think they look at it as kind of like you also have to fill it up both Okay, Inter and Milan fill up both, but then the other days. So you've got two stadiums, 365 times two to fill up. You know what I mean? So so you, yeah, you, you will, yeah. you, you, it just increases the cost. Now, of course, there's, there, there might be more money to be made, but I think <clears throat> at this point in time, I think it would be too much of a ask for these clubs to kind of financially involve themselves in something like that.
1: Because like even thinking about like when you look at the scheduling aspect, maybe not in the same, obviously, region, but if they, you know, that means Inter and Milan could essentially have home games on the same same days which i think would be you know i mean pretty cool in some aspects you know when you when you yeah. think about it for the fans of those clubs like you don't have to worry about um and then if you're even like an away fan like let's say for the the, the derby you know the derby if if i'm an inter fan and, and you know i just happen to be okay. in, in milan that weekend i see what you're I saying can go to the new stadium i can see what you're saying but
2: you also have to remember that so what happens if Inter play Roma and Milan play Lazio and they're all within like 40, 15, Like that would that's a security problem. Like, you know Disaster. What I mean, <laughs> Disaster. I mean like, I'm not. I don't really care about the security issues. I'm, no, I'm not a police officer. No, no, there, no, so, no. Know. But like, can you just imagine? Because then you have Lazio and Roma fans good riding the metro right hand in hand next to each other to the stadium.
1: That state. would be you know. wow. Yeah, that would be awesome as a on the outsider.
2: But yes, exactly. I can understand.
0: Look <laughs> like, like think, World War Z. Yeah, you
2: know, there would be nothing left of those that metro line. I'm, I'm ready for went... that game day. When, when do we, where, where do I sign up for that one? <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like it's like the WWF when I was a kid. Like, is it called summer? Like, was it called WrestleMania when there was like 10,000 people in the ring? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <Like that. laughs> the Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah, 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 Royal Rumble. Like that's that's how the metro would look like with with Lazio fans <laughs> and Roma fans. Like, can you imagine like like or if you have
1: Napoli, being a conductor, you. You know, going Yeah,
2: around. and or, or or Juve and Napoli, Inter play Juve and romilan play Napoli. Or, like all of a sudden, you have those four fan groups all within one confined space. I, I, I nah. So, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm I'll, I, I'll I, for, I, show for
0: no yeah. reason. Just, Just San San is, show. is stupid enough to do it. Too. Yeah, they are. They, <laughs> I can see that. they are crazy. I mean, stupid
2: enough to do it. But I think that I don't think they're that insane to do it.
1: I mean, I think so, Nima. We we saw with their their monkey campaign, so I think they might oh be stupid enough man. to do uh, <laughs> to do something like this, this that. This is the thing; they they're not schedule...
2: stupid. That that wasn't stupid. That was just tone deaf.
0: They're ignorant. That, yeah.
2: Yeah, like that that artist. That artist is actually known for he. That's what he does. He's I actually like him. He, he, his work. He always. That's what, his entire thing is a painter. He's a monkey, paint. Banksy. No, no. Yeah, exactly. All he does is paint humans as like monkeys in human situations. That's literally what his art is, right? Like this notion that we're all apes. We're all, you know, all humans are apes and there's not that much to like, and 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 I really like his stuff. It's really cool. But the very, but the idea that you wanted to do that as an anti-racism campaign in 2020 or 2021 or whatever the hell it was it's just that's, my mom that's money right I'll, I'll, there i'll that's tell junked. you something my mom doesn't know anything about she doesn't care she hates it she hates all sports probably because of me growing up used to scream and shout and i kind of turned <laughs> her off of it more than she already was turned off on it but when she said she i remember that day she sent me this on whatsapp and goes and the only thing she sent me was wtf 'Cause that was like yeah. that had spread <laughs> into her friendship group and they're not interested. They were like, what the that's fuck awesome. is it? Man. technically <laughs> it was a
0: win. They were reaching an audience. Yeah, they were the is <laughs> the growing. We got yeah. We got everybody tuning in. Like, yeah. is my, my, my like, that ad campaign
1: did more for Calcio than Paramount <laughs> Plus has done, so that's yeah. that's awesome. No, but
2: it was insane. Like it, it was it just felt like you know, she's like, "What, what, what, what are they thinking?" <laughs> it's like, "That's what we're all asking ourselves this day, because it's indefensible." Yeah.
0: the problem is that they weren't thinking. They yeah. weren't thinking.
2: No, they were thinking like <laughs> you do in nineteen eighty-five. Like that's the thing. That's something that you would do in nineteen eighty-five, because it's like the thinking of it is that we're all monkeys, whether no matter what color of skin you are, we're all Homo sapiens, we're all monkeys, and that's biologically and scientifically true. But <laughs> that doesn't mean that you build an entire campaign yeah. when you have a. Big problem with black players being thrown, being, being, having bananas thrown at them and having monkey, t- like, for the love of God, just was there So, what no
1: you're telling one... me is, is Michael Scott is running the city. Uh. That's what I'm getting from that. Scott's
0: Tots. Yeah. It's this That's dangerous. that is Italy's one of Italy's biggest problems. Like it's not not even just in football. Just the you know it's an aging population, right? It's it's just archaic and geriatric in everything that <laughs> that is being done. No, I'll tell you um, what.
2: I think the problem is that the people in charge have, are archaic, and the people in charge don't let younger people take over and the younger oh, yeah. people they refuse do, to give up power yeah they do and the younger people that do come up are their sons and cousins you have a big problem with nepotism everywhere but especially right. in italy right right so and it becomes so obvious uh with the A, especially uh it, it, you know and and that's it's sad because there's so much talent there's so much there's so many young people who have so many good ideas and and have so much you know great ideas and, and modern ideas in italy but they just never get the chance because they're not related to the right person
0: i'm sorry but are I mean... any of those talents at our club <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean curiosity. look I, I think
2: i think i think they i think they've done uh, i do think they've done some good stuff but i don't i i generally just disagree with how they their media strategy some would say they don't have lots
1: oh, terrible <laughs> like, yeah no there's 100% not a media strategy you know when we look at it as as Interisti when you see you know what what kind of production Juve puts out for for trainings or you know when I mean I forgot what club it was now I think but it Milan or bo-
2: I think Milan and Roma are well, Roma were a few years I ago. mean with
1: Roma what they with their announcement for Dybala i mean that was awesome that really was that that was amazing bologna even had i forgot what player it was now but when i forgot who the scottish player with the been... loch ness monster yeah, or, yeah, yeah yeah yes yeah i mean i thought that was amazing I mean, I you know some, no, i i, I do cool. like i think no i but yeah i think inter-
2: intermedia house do good announcement videos my 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 problem is the media strategy which i don't think they have one i don't think they have a clear coherent communication strategy I think the fact that they don't, they don't seem to care or understand that they're a global brand. And so they put all their eggs in the Italian basket, which can only grow so far. They're not going to outgrow more in Italy than they already are. There might be a few percentage points up or down, depending on how successful they are. But it's the global fan base, the people who speak English, the people who speak Spanish, the people who speak Chinese. They're the ones you want to go at. And they don't have a coherent content strategy or or marketing strategy towards them and no i don't think putting inter logos on pencil cases in a mall in beijing qualifies as <laughs> as a coherent marketing strategy i'm sorry like do you know what i mean like that's great yeah but you need to be able to why is there not an interchannel in in, in mandarin why is there not an interchannel f- focused only on only in english solely you have a, a redazione you have a, you have an entire editorial team just working with the english content a channel or 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 in mandarin or, or 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 in spanish it's a global language like
0: you know what I mean? I didn't even I didn't know that that, that we didn't even have a Spanish channel. That is it's shocking.
1: it's hilarious. Especially not even forget about like I mean you have such an Argentinian heritage in your club to yeah. not go after any Spanish Lat- I mean,
2: bottom, you have, you mean you have you I have mean, such a history with Brazil, Chile, Argentina, like every like you we're literally just missing penalty kicks here. You know why? I mean, yeah, why yeah, you have is a there no with, with German players?
1: Like, how do you not have? Yeah, anything, no, but you don't. I mean, yeah, that, but like... there's
2: like what eighty million people speak German, and so I get that small. But my, I'm, I'm talking Spanish is a damn global language. English, Eng, English, I mean, Spanish, probably
1: the second most spoken language yeah. in in the
2: world. So, yeah, like... like Spanish and English, and and if you want to go after China, well, there there's a billion of them. You know, I know there are different languages in in China. Uh, that's pretty. That's a lot of people. You know, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. Just, you know, India. Yeah. India speaks English. Like, that's that's the, there's a lot of Indians as well. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that's that's two three billion people right yeah. there, right off the bat. Like, you're just not even pay, like, you don't have a con- you don't have a co- communication and and PR strategy towards them. You don't. And and it's like. To me, it's like I, I don't get it. Why don't they do this? Why? The first thing I do if I was in charge of Intermedia House, or if I was a, could do anything there, I'd create, I'd build a an editorial team in Spanish for the Inter TV channel in Espanol, and I'll build one for English, and I build one for for um, for, uh, for 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 China and India. Oh, obviously, different languages and different dialects. But you know, but that's what you need to do. You need to push that and then you market it to them in their own language you grow within the you know that way because Inter is a global brand Inter is a global entertainment brand and the people in charge just doesn't don't seem to get that unfortunately and i and you know i'm it's sorry
0: it's literally like, what the club was the values that the club was founded yeah. on you know yeah. like it's it's such a, a such a miss. um
2: that to me because the thing is think about it like I don't want to, like, this is an idea I've had for, like, years, and, and I've spoken to people at the club, and everyone says it sounds pretty cool, but, you know, there's no financing. But I'm thinking, well, actually, you can monetize that. If you if you were to create, like, a like an editorial team, yeah, you would burn money. You would lose money in the beginning. But, I mean, if you have a long-term strategy and you keep putting stuff out, Real Madrid TV in English was a, that was fantastic, you know? They, they reached so many new audiences. They had so many people, you know, that, they, that grew Real Madrid, you know? Um, not just that, but it was part of a coherent communication and media and PR strategy that served them really well. That plus big players, plus success, it all comes together, right? You can monetize that. You really, really can. But just producing content in Italian, well, there's only, you hit a ceiling, right? And and I feel that yeah. they, you know that's the, but 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 I feel like Milan is starting to do that and they well they have and they realize that Milan have always been better in communication and media and PR than well they've been the best if you ask me from which is kind of understandable with per- Berlusconi being a media guy who runs it yeah but they they actually now they're starting to do things in English and even though it's you know it's going to take a while and it might they might miss a little bit in the beginning but you know they they're learning from those mistakes right. <clears throat>
0: They're so they are actually um, they're on the YES Network, the Yankees Entertainment and Sports Network, which is one of the largest, like just in terms of fan bases. There you go. fan bases, um, there, there you go. You can turn you on the YES Network and like I, you know, at the gym, I'll they have the YES Network on at eleven o'clock in the morning. They're playing a Milan game I mean, in just, uh, in you know Brooklyn, New York, <laughs> I mean, watching that a is, Milan game. It's
2: how are you missing insane. that? Like why are you like this? This this is what I mean. Stuff like that. Like
0: it's, yeah, it's a big <laughs> mess. it's a big mess. No, it's, 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 um, it's it's
2: so easily addressed address too. I mean, you could do that. You could you could set off a certain budget for that. It wouldn't have to cost that much. I mean, you're not you're not paying Lukaku wages to people, um, to to everyone working there. You just need a proper, you know, editorial team. You need a proper marketing team. that are working towards those markets and the English is, I would look at the United States, I would look at England I would look at Australia, I would look at all those English speaking countries where you have a huge Italian-American contingency or sorry, Italian uh, contingency people who have roots from, from Italy which, because that's, you know Italians emigrated everywhere and brought with them Italian culture and that's kind of a big reason why Italy is so popular everywhere, and that's another thing I was talking to an Italian friend of mine today It's like I was telling him like he was like, well, why, why aren't, why aren't more people investing in Italian football? I'm like, because Italian football won't let them. Like, this is the thing. People love Italy. They do all over the world. They love the food. They love the history. They love the fashion. They love the wine. They love the music. They love the, the culture, the arts. As a tourist, I mean, as a, as a tourist destination, it's always amongst the top in the world. I mean, think about it. This is a country that has all these fantastic tourist attractions, right? and you have the football which has roots and history and, and tradition yet all those other aspects of it you know are are doing well but the football is is not so maybe something is wrong with the football how the football is marketing itself right so you know it's it's it, and it's not just an inter problem it's an italian problem and and but i've learned that there's no you know it's it's italy you know it's uh, there's you no inside until until you know in italy usually things have to go really to hell before something good happens and so I guess it just this just this thing just has to crash I guess before somebody before it, it all has to go to hell before somebody you know steps up but but I do see positive signs I do see investors the more Italian American investors I see because Italian American businessmen you know they understand the culture because they Ital- they have Italian heritage but they're also from an American in sport you know they know how to make money in sports and so they know that they have to find Is the this like point. a
0: are you referring to like a comiso type well, not just him, more but more... I mean,
2: everyone from Kraus uh, to the Seven Seven Partners, Seven 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 Partners in Genoa, to you know Saputo's Friedkins. from Canada, yeah, Friedkins, Although the Friedkins don't have Italian heritage that I'm, that I'm aware of, but you know, you know what I mean, like people like that, because you know Joe Tacopinet at Spal, you know all these people. Like the more we have of these guys, the more we all, I'm just waiting for them to be a majority in the serie, a, to form that majority in the serie. A, and make those decisions, final decisions, and then then these these old timers can't stop them—the Ferreros and the Lotitos and all these guys can't stop them, and even Agnelli's and and all that and sooning have their hands in that pie as well. I mean, the the CVC deal that Serie A were offered and they turned it down—that went to Spain—is just that that is that that triggers me every time because that is like yeah, oh my god, it's amazing when I, when that, I, when as, I hear that as one. hard.
0: <clears throat> I was Not gonna going to say it's also. amazing that as as hard as it is getting for those types like a uh, Massimo Ferrero that it seems like they just dig their heels in even harder. Like there's no <laughs> relenting. There's no like my time might be up. It's they're they're just like oh I'll one up your crazy by a million. Don't worry about it. <laughs>
2: I'd say you got, I'd say you've read the situation spot on there, Sandro. Like, I don't know what the, like, you've you've got, you've got Ferrero's number for sure. Um, There's no, there's no stopping him. Um, But look, no, I do think there's a lot of interesting, great talented entrepreneurs in Italy. I think the squints, I mean, look at Udinese, look at Sassuolo, look at, you know, there's lots of, you know, there's lots of entrepreneurship in, in Italy as well that do well but it's just that when it comes to italian football it's just it's as if it's it's always been this way it's always been like this and so we're never going to do anything to change it but i think change is
0: inevitable i just think it's just gonna have to go to hell first before it gets get back. bad first yeah, yeah. so nemo we've had you for uh an hour here um i have two more questions sure. related to the stadium that Absolutely. i'm curious about um the first one being the actual residents of Milan, right? So I imagine you've got your Milan fans, you've got your Inter fans that are in support of, you know, the stadium. But there's then, you know, a whole population that, while they might be a little smaller, aren't into football. Do you know, like, what their sentiment or do you have your finger on the pulse of um, what they would like to see happen here? Or do they not have any, any real interest?
2: Who, who, who do you mean I, I, I don't think I quite understood that question like who who, who? just like
0: the re- the residents of Milan that aren't you know football focused right they don't like obviously the fans of the teams are going to be you know interested in new stadiums but is there really any sort of pushback well, from just, other parties yeah, that is. are not focused there on are. football yeah
2: yeah yeah there is there's lots of pushback um because they're like thinking well why tear down something we own and give away ownership to private companies who then you know, make the money, and it's like, well, they're also kind of investing 1.3 billion or 1.5 billion in into that land. and right. I don't. I don't think it's unfair to for them to want to run the revenue side if they're taking a business risk of 1.3 billion or however many billion it is. Um, no, it's 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 there is there is definitely, and that's what's kind of gridlocked this negotiation, or this 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 the, the new stadium at San Siro. Absolutely, it's, it's completely gridlocked. <laughs>
0: And lastly, I'm checking my um, phone
2: because I know that yeah, Sala had a meeting with uh, with Jerry Cardinale. I'm trying to see what he said, uh, if something has been decided uh, yet.
1: Everyone's favorite Italo-Americano. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I just hear Tony's voice every time I hear his name, when he says Scudetto. (laughs) Scudetto. (laughs) He really does his voice really well, Tony, to be
1: honest. Yeah, Tony's got that nailed. He's got that
2: nailed. He he sounds more like Jerry Cardinale than Jerry Cardinale sounds like Jerry Cardinale. (laughs) It's genuinely scary. (laughs) No, um, I haven't seen anything um, uh, yet. So they've had a meeting, and maybe it's still going on. Uh, But yeah, no, it's... Yeah. Yeah
0: yeah if it was over it would be leaked already that's for sure or someone would get oh it their just says out. the meeting is um,
2: ended it just says the meeting is ended but it doesn't say much more than that should probably be out oh actually the gazetta's saying something let's see no they're just saying that uh let's see No, so so we'll uh yeah nothing has come out nothing has come out yet i, I guess we'll know tomorrow morning they're probably so they're probably I mean if you ask me, my my idea of this is that they probably just met and said, Well, we bluffed, we did it badly, they right. called it, what do we do now? <laughs>
0: like you know what I mean? You're not getting your you're not getting your two week deadline fulfilled. No, that's he's gonna sure. get his two week
2: deadline, but that's the thing. That's what they wanna go. Like that's what he said publicly. You have a two week deadline to deliver us a financial feasibility of this new project at La Maura. Um, I mean Again, that has that that has a, that has, a, that has problems in it as well. But they have they have two weeks to to sh- to show how they're going to resolve that. So this meeting suggests to me that they're like thinking we called your bluff. You need to come up with something better. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll know tomorrow or by the time this podcast comes out.
0: All right. So this is the last thing for me, and then I'm going to kick it off to Johnny. Um, where do you anticipate this this <laughs> ends up? <laughs> what is your what is your prediction? And if uh, you know if it's too tough to say at this point, I totally understand. Um, here's what I fear. Or I Samuel. could also.
2: Here's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid that someone dies before something happens. I'm gonna be very blunt. I'm sc- I'm scared that something. Oh, you the mean st- the stadium? Yeah. Sorry, I thought. i was I'm, 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 I'm scared who's dying yeah, yeah court no no court. i'm scared that something horrible will happen b- before before something actually changes that's what i'm scared did of.
0: being at the stadium recently like give you a feeling that's like it's not too f- it's not far off like i don't know, want people to speculate aren't really on thinking about think it but... i
2: think it would be irresponsible yeah. to speculate on that because i don't have the information in front of me but i don't like where this is heading my gut feeling does not like where this is heading and that's my biggest fear that there will be an accident and people will die. And there's, and it will be completely needless and unnecessary. And that's what I'm scared of at the end of the day. Because this thing, this place is old, man. This place is unsafe and old. And it's getting more and more unsafe for every day, if you ask me. And I think most, you know, and and, and, and it's just like, I, I, I'm just scared. Because Italy have, you know, if you talk to any Italian, they will tell you, that Italy has turned sweeping shit under the rug into an art form, and i uh that's what I'm scared of. I'm scared that something horrible will happen uh, and and by then it'll be too late, you know, like, yeah, great, I don't, something horrible happened. people thank you, now now you're going to do something like did it have to, why does it always have to come down to this? Do you know what I mean? Like that—that's that, thats where I'm scared. What I'm scared of. That's what I'm. That's what I'm genuinely scared of. I don't know how close we are to that or not, because I don't want to scare people from going to the stadium or shit like that. I yeah. just—it's uh, yeah, uh, too that's...
1: late. You already scared me. So
2: <laughs> no, but <laughs> really look, decided. honestly, like I mean, when you shut down the third tier, uh, not entirely, but parts of it, out of safety concerns, to preemptively prevent something bad happening, that's not moving in the right direction, is it? Like that's not where you want to be. Yeah. And 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 I do know that they have. And to be clear, they do checks. They check everything. They check what's holding. You know, they they, they routinely check everything to make sure that the that the stadium is safe and, and that it's not going to collapse and stuff like that. But no matter how much you check, an accident can still always happen, right? Um, of course. And, and, yeah. and, and that's what I'm scared of. But uh, as and, and I don't want that to happen. But um, I. Uh, but but more importantly, or not more importantly, but more generally speaking, I want. I I I think there will be. I think there will be. A, it will come to a situation where the clubs, well, Inter and Milan will have to decide <clears throat> to put their, like to put all the infighting aside and say, look, together at San Siro, together elsewhere, and then move to that elsewhere. That's the only way they can they can do this. Um, I think, like that, they have to do this together. I don't believe in them going their separate ways. Even though personally, as I said in the beginning of this podcast, that's what, ideally, I guess they would have their own stadium, like in London. Everyone has their own stadium. There's lots of Premier mm-hmm. League teams in around London. Everyone's got their own. Um, I, I, um, but that would be ideal. But my my hope, uh, most you know realistic conclusion to this is that they. That Suning and Cardinale meet up, <clears throat> they decide to put all this infighting in past them, move forward coherently as a unit to, to, to a certain goal. Either, either that's at San Siro, or that's at San Donato, or Sesto San Giovanni, or wherever the hell it is, just do that together. Because I think that's the only way they get out of this mess.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've got one more. Well, go I got it. one more specific question regarding the stadium. But then I also, I mean, Neem, I don't know what you're like on time, but I, we did have a few people go, re- go, you know, writing no, no, with, like, no, specific questions. So no, no, I made time for this. Yeah, I wanted to, uh, you know, include you in that. But uh, <clears throat> I guess with regarding the stadium, like, how would I guess would Inter and Milan be financing it together if they decided to move forward and building a stadium together, or like how would it be? Be figured out that way. No, no. Like, I guess, regardless of we think or yeah, no, no.
2: Regardless of how they like who build, regardless of if they do it together or on their own, it's going to be that they're for they form a company called the the whatever it's called the Sun Stadium, the new Sun Company, right? And they own it either ho- wholly themselves or together. Like that, that's going to be the business vehicle, and that's how they're and they're going to finance it. That company's going to get its financing via loans or or credit or you know, investors and so on and so forth. So so I mean it's 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 all very, you know, basic stuff. It's nothing advanced. So that's that's how they're gonna go about this. Whether they do it together or alone, that's that's the vehicle they're gonna use.
1: And then I know we you know we had spoken privately about, you know, the the architectural firm that would be potentially doing it and who Milan and Intercommission and it being populous. um,
0: Who was the other
1: design obviously I yeah. forgot the other one but Yeah, cuz the one that the Populus did. Yeah. They yeah, chose I mean, was there were was two, wasn't I, it?
2: There was two. There was two competing. The, yeah. And and they chose the other one, but my but, favorite was Populous. My favorite was Populous.
1: Yeah, mine um, too because they had for the Inter Milan game days what they did, I don't know if you saw the details and the intricacies of it, but they I did, did a so cool. coiled viper of yeah. blue lights yeah go i mean i thought that was and not just that what i
2: loved the most was that if i'm not mistaken they said that they were going to turn the um the old San Siro, they were going to keep the pitch exact like they were going to tear everything mm-hmm. down but they were going to take to keep the pitch and allow it where it is now and make it a public park so that everyone can play exactly where the old pitch was which i thought was really really cool yeah and they were going to turn it into a park around it. It was going to No, I I I love the Populous idea. The Populous idea spoke to me.
1: Yeah, me too. And then like I, I remember reading something that Christopher Lee, who was like the managing director for the team um there, he, you know, he said he wanted to make it the greatest football stadium in Europe. And I, I don't know if you know Populous is the ones who did the new stadium for Tottenham. Yeah, yeah they did. I know. So like and they wanted to top what they even did with that yeah, which I thought which was incredible. Been,
2: it would have been amazing. Like I, I know that I yeah. love I love their stadium build. I like the stadiums they've built. I think they re- they're, they're they're one of my favorite construction. I'm a, I'm a bit of a nerd that way. I have got like these I got this thing where I love to like look out like new stadiums where I mean, my favorite one is the Mercedes-Benz in Atlanta, Georgia. That thing is just Jesus. Like that, that is <laughs> that is the best goddamn stadium that's ever been built. Like it that that thing does everything. Like it just it just, I mean yeah, the more insane. you read about it. And it the just... way
1: they transform it from football to ten, concert ten. venue is just To football, to soccer, to NFL,
2: it. to everything and it just and and, the, and, it, and it and it and it's all custom built once they've changed it, right? And then you you know the movement mm-hmm. and, and the design mm-hmm. of it now I'm in love with that thing. I I I think people when they when they see the World Cup there they're going
1: to be blown away that that place it's, is yeah uh, yeah it's going to be exciting for sure to see how it turns out and mm. i'm actually obviously since since I'm in charlotte i'm hoping that Italy gets one of the games in Atlanta. That would be perfect oh. for me because it's a not, not that bad of a drive, and then to be able to go and, and see them there would be would be a dream. So
2: yeah, they gotta get there first though, which they haven't done. for That's true. Yeah, Oh no! I mean, but no, let's not like like they. I think the what is it? Isn't the new World Cup going to be like forty teams or some shit? It'd be so. bigger
1: format. Yeah. yeah. So if we it can't make it, we fail. Then, but, um, <laughs> exactly. Just just fold. Just fold as a nation. That's yeah. Exactly. Really <laughs> just go home. Just go home. Know. Just pack it up and go. Home. <laughs> but we got a we got a question from uh, from Calcho with Julian, and he sent a pretty good question. I know my answer is so I'll, I mean I'll, I'll give it first, but I'd love to hear your guys' opinion. But he did ask uh, which position should inter address first within the summer transfer window. Mm-hmm. For me personally, I think it has to be you know se- central defenders. You have to find some center backs to replace you know with Skriniar and and hopefully the Bruy- going the on the you know leaving the club. Um, that to me you know if we're gonna have any ability of, of, of competing for the title next season we have to have defenders um ones that it can move quickly laterally and are able to you know allowing Zagi to have that that higher pressing line and so that's where I would want to go ideally um but what do you think Nima and Alessandro you want
2: to
0: go first I yeah I, I'm gonna go a little like unconventional I know so I know you know with screen you're leaving it's going to be a big gaping hole but when you think about our forward line right now Lukaku unsure to come back Dzeko another year older Correa you know to this point useless I think we desperately need (laughs) I think we desperately need um, a refresher in the the attacking department Um, you know listen there's potential holes all over this team but i would be nervous with another year of um you know even these same forward same four forwards
2: oh i don't even like this 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 depresses me (laughs) so much man (laughs) Uh, look where's where i mean they have to bring in a central they have to bring in a defender like it's not even Skriniar leaving. You're losing a starter. You gotta bring someone in, but the problem is you also gotta address the the uh, the striker situation. So if I could choose, I mean, I'd go balls deep on Marcus Thuram because if you sign him on a free transfer, you ca- in terms of asset management, you make up in him what you lost lose in Skriniar. I think that is the most important thing. Then <clears throat> they'd also put you in a good position in negotiating with Chelsea over Lukaku. You know, it puts you yeah. in a much better position, yeah. not as desperate. You, you've got Lautaro, you've got um, Turam, and then you can tell Jeko you're going to be in the peripheral role, you're not going to start, this is what we're going to give you. He'll probably accept because I don't think he's ready to go somewhere else just yet. I think he wants to win that Scudetto. And then <clears throat> if Korea stays, Korea stays, what are you going to do? But if he leaves, then, um, you can, then you can negotiate with Chelsea and have Lukaku as a backup. And then you have an incredible attack. But I mean, Lukaku, Jeico is back up to with Lautaro and and, and Marcos Turam. That, that's that's a very very good attack, like that that would be yeah. insane. Yeah,
1: no, but it's be... not it's
2: not very realistic. Yeah. But but yeah, that would be insane. But then but then I, I, I the defense. I mean, you need to get someone to replace Milan Skriniar, and you need someone who's ready uh, to replace Milan Skriniar to the right of the back three. And let's remember, Skriniar wasn't a natural right of the back three at all you know he was Conte made it work oh he was not um so or I Conte made it work after threatening to sell him and buy Armando Izzo, which drove me up yeah the that didn't
0: damn that, walls um that transition did not start very well no they're
2: not Pimano. I mean he but what he did was he got rid of Godin which was a good idea because whoever bought Diego Godin at that age to play in a back three was I mean what the hell were you thinking uh, Diego Godin has always been great in a back four that depends deep, you're not going to get him when he's old and playing a back three in a Conte system, it's just madness so when they got rid of Godin and they played Skriniar to the right and Conte made that work that was great, but uh, you also have a Stefan de Frey who was finished, so you have to address that, I mean I have no idea how they're going to do it I really don't, and that's why I keep saying, I'm not even thinking about that, I just want I want to focus on this season, I want to see them get to the quarter semi-final of the Champions League, because that would help a lot like I would celebrate yeah, no, that would... like as a trophy if we got to the semi final because of the financial <laughs> situation. Because I know how important how big of an impact that would have. Because you would you would be in a much better position, which means that you could sell when you sell players, you're not desperate, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah. No for sure. I mean if we can go into the summer
2: um... if we can go into the summer and be plus minus zero, that would be amazing. Like do you know what I mean? Like you don't have to sell to, and you don't have to end on a profit this summer but plus minus zero that that would be that would be huge for inter if they could do that
1: yeah no that that would be <laughs> amazing and it's sad that, that we're at this point i was just gonna like say it. that like, okay if we just break even <laughs> can we just <laughs> break perfect. even please like that's that's oh, how bad man. things have gotten yeah no you're right um, and then we have another question from uh, Met Sperry and he asks how do we incorporate a dribbler into the squad for me the o- the only understand. obvious choice is w- w- like I guess like getting in like up, like to since we're dead last in players who dribble past their their defenders you know how do we get someone in who is willing and able to take on their their, de- their the person marking them um, and to me that only comes if we, we get someone at a wing back. You know, we yeah. had that with Ivan Petisic last year. Um I think the obvious choice would be someone like you know, Tejan Buchanan at uh at right wing back. Um I guess Alessandro disagrees with me, so I'm looking forward to hear who he thinks. But there's another guy. But uh I mean looking at who, who we <laughs> have been rumored to be interested in and guys that we could potentially <laughs> afford uh, Buchanan's probably the one that makes the most sense in my opinion, but uh yeah, I don't know if you have another position that you think would fit or another player, but let's yeah, let's see what you guys say.
0: Yeah, the wingbacks um you know, as outlets to take their man on is kind of what we thought we would have in Gosens and Dumfries, and then that turned out to not be the case. So I do agree with you Johnny that that is one area. Um the player that I was thinking of that I'm falling more and more in like with because falling in love with these players when you're at a club that can't afford them is a a tough way to go. Um, But Wilfried Sango on uh, Torino, um, I like him you know I think he, he he plays a more direct style of, of football than uh, don't freeze with his back passes recently. so anyway, that would be a player that I want and then also you know just in terms of um, our midfield like I definitely would love to see um, you know a player like uh, uh, Barella um, in a similar mode to him be able to take some players on um, you know in the midfield that's that's where I'd like to see sort of dribbler focused <laughs> players.
2: I think this uh, when I in, I interviewed Bergomi about a week ago, um, or we published it on San Inter about a week ago, the second part, and he said, "Look, it's humble brag." <laughs> yeah. No, but because uh, the thing that he said really got really got to me. Uh, I think that's a re- it. Really, really made sense what he said. He said, "Look, basically the gist of what he said was, you know, modern football is about movement lines." and players able to understand those tactics and lines and how to execute them. The dribbling is such, and technical stuff has kind of disappeared out of football a little bit, um, was the gist of what he was saying, and I kind of agree with that. What you need to have, though, when you play, depending on the system, especially on the wings, because usually teams defend in the middle and they pack the midfield, so you're not going to get anywhere there. So that means that your wing back or your winger has to be able to beat his man, whether it's dribbling or whatever. And that's where I—that's where interlock. DiMarco can't beat his man. Gossens can't beat his man. Darmian is not that guy. I don't know what Denzel Dumfries is good for, but if you know, please let me know and tag me on Twitter and let me know what he's good for. Cause...
1: Nobody's going to tag you, so don't worry about that.
2: <laughs> no, but seriously, let me know. Because this season has been... This was a season he was supposed to do... You know, Last season was supposed to be the foundation year. He was supposed to take the leap this year, and instead it's been like, oh, that was the peak? <laughs> Last year was the peak. Okay. Um so
1: uh, he's, he's been able to take a leap. It was just off a bridge and we don't <laughs> exactly. know where his career is going at this point. It's, it's, it's just my no, goodness. No, no, it's 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 dreadful. Um but
2: look, I so I think what you're looking for is is, is someone who can do his man. And I haven't seen Buchanan enough other than in ca- Canadian World Cup games uh and World Cup qualifiers. Uh, I've seen a few games here and there with Club Rouge uh, to say anything about him, but I do think he's interesting my 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 guy is Sango Torino's Sango I think he's 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 someone I like because he knows the league he's in the right age and he can dribble and beat his man. We've seen him do it and he's also he offers you something else now I'm not saying that he's exactly Maradona on the wings but he he's, he's better than Dumfries and he can cross better and he can read the game better and I, and also he has played under Ivan Juric for about a season and a half now which means that he can clearly understand high press and understand tactics so that that's also important so um and he can do so in the in a very difficult and tactical league uh, and he's also defensively solid because Juric's teams are usually very defensively solid so for me he just ticks every box um in terms of ready now but then again you have to deal with urbano cairo and <laughs> yeah i don't have good yeah, memories uh, w- <laughs> i don't have good memories no me neither <laughs> me neither so
1: that well i look forward to seeing uh him at at uve next year so exactly. that's essentially how that might play which out. is not no you're absolutely um, you're
2: not wrong actually like i would not be i
1: wouldn't put it past if he. No, yeah i mean, I mean all, yeah all kidding aside like they they do have needs and they're they are going to be players leaving i mean we know that uh uh, cuadrado. cuadrado is leaving on a free they already said they're not renewing him and mm-hmm. and you know Kostic. although he's been okay i don't think he's been ex- exactly what they expected so maybe they'll still be looking at a left wing back as well you know i mean although they do have cambiaso coming back from loan next yeah, year they so. own
2: him don't they which was a fantastic signing it was they do me off when yeah to
1: get after watching him against us i like i remember i mean i've tweeted in the group chat or said in the group chat like why did we not get cambiaso instead of Bellanova. He's, like
0: he's got great physicality. Like he just and he
1: plays both wing, both wings. Like he can play yeah, exactly. right or left. That gives, you, like gives you that versatility I, that Darmian gives. And yeah, like you're looking for. But
2: I, I, am still not given. I haven't given up on Belanova I, I look at Belanova and Aslani No, I
1: won't. I won't give up on him. But yeah,
2: I look at Aslani and Bellanova the same way I look at looked at Tonali in his first year at Milan. I look at it, and and the same way I look at De and now at Milan. Uh, it's, this is a year for these guys, young guys to learn. Uh, you know they, they've come f- for the first time to a bigger team it's a big step it's a big mental adjustment next season is when they have to start delivering
0: yeah, yeah and it's-, it's like they call it a, in college football in uh, the states they call it a red shirt year I like that it's like a you know re- yeah a red, red shirt, shirt year, year. recruit like- comes on and yeah they're not they're not on the field they're just there to see how things are done before given their opportunity I like
2: that I like that red shirt I'm gonna, I'm gonna start using that red shirt year that's okay. <laughs> good
0: <laughs> and then,
1: the, you know, the last question I have is from uh, Artwind, uh, and he asks, you know, why are we having such difficulties finding a Metzala who can break the lines and dribble past people? If we are unable to get someone like Rodrigo Depal, name some players that fit the mold. Um, I kind of already did some research into this one, players that I thought, you know, who could potentially, if we weren't able to get De Paul, who I would want or who could actually play that, you know, are able to dribble past and, and break... Break the lines with their passing. Um, I wrote down Denis Ceballos, who's going to be on a free transfer. He'd be available in the summer for free. I thought maybe he would be a type of player. And again, these aren't players that, you know, or a position of need per se, but, you know, just to answer the question, yeah, he would be one. Mateo Kovacic, who looks Ugh. like he, he's going to be on his way out at, at Chelsea. I would love to have Kovacic oh back. Oh, my God. You Imagine. know, it, it would be, oh, gosh, I'd be so happy with him. And then I, th- I, you know, I went with obviously one more that's a little bit younger, um, which I don't think is truly realistic. But he reminds me of a left-footed Mateo Kovačić, and it is Lukas Sucic who is at Salzburg. Um, I mean, when I watch him play, uh, granted, I don't watch obviously the Austrian league <laughs> like like people probably in Austria do. Uh, I've only seen him a few times in the Champions League and, and a few times, you know, um, in in some some YouTube uh, YouTube clips and stuff, but when I look at his his dribbling and the way he, he's able to break the lines with his passing, it does remind me of Mateo Kovacic when he first arrived at Inter, so um, that's my, let's swing for the fences and, and, and go for for broke signing, but the other two I think could be had, um, obviously one being free, and Kovacic could be had, I think, on a, on a loan maybe in in some kind of deal. I would even be willing to swap Dumfries for him straight up if Chelsea was willing <laughs> to do that at this point. <laughs> um, no, but what I'm, do you, like, I don't know if you guys have any names or, or what you would think. So. I, I would love it if Kovacic came back. And also, I don't think that Kovacic is
2: quite finished yet. I, I feel that Kovacic, although he's won a lot in his career, I, I feel like he's lacked the consistent playing time that I think a player like him needs in order to really Mm -hmm. excel and come to his best and he's not had that since he left Inter if you ask me you know he's not had that consistent play he would get that at Inter Um, but the question is I I believe in Aslani. I I think ooh okay I do believe in Aslani, and I do believe and I think Brozovic him learning from Brozovic or if Brozovic leaves or whatever I I do want to I don't I'd rather I'd rather give that player I mean we we always talk about young players and that. I really like what I saw from Aslani at Empoli. And I think there's a player there. I just think he needs to build up and bulk up and tactically wise and mature. And I'm willing to give him that shot. <clears throat> but if yeah, if you sell Brozovic, um okay, well you're gonna if, if you're gonna play Hakan there or Aslani there, I, I still don't think Aslani's ready to play in that role. I think he's a little bit too immature. Uh, you mean the
1: the regista role yeah, right now. Yeah, or... I, I wouldn't
2: play Aslani okay. there right now. I think in the future, similar to Brozovic, he started as a Metsala and then Spaletti, when he was ready, you know, eased him in first into a double pivot with, you know, with Kondogbia and then he kind of, um, and then he put him down as a regista. You know, he he eased him in uh, in a double pivot and then he put him as a regista. Yeah, and I, I think, think that's what perfect. you got to do. I think you got to do that with um, with with Aslani as well because I think there's a player there for sure. But I mean, for me, the midfield is fine. I mean, if you can keep it as is, I'd keep it as is and i just, you know, send. You yeah, know, Galliard- no, I'd, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, too. Ga- if Gagliardini leaves and if Monza starts busting balls about Stefano Sensi, I have no, pro- no problems bringing Stefano Sensi back into the squad. I know he'll only play, you know, he'll, the thing is, he was. 12 games. Yeah, max. 12, 15 games a year, but he'll, you know, he'll do a role.
1: But he'll be effective in those 12-15 games. Yeah. I mean, you know what you'll get from him. So yeah, yeah. Like, I would not. I mean, He's yeah. a technical like, I, I, player. I if we're talking about be...
2: between the lines and all that, I mean, he does all that.
1: I mean, yeah. When he first arrived on the scene, we we saw like he was he was doing better than Barella was yeah, when he, he was. first got there. You know, he was. It's just the injuries, isn't it? It's a shame. Yeah, it's such. I a mean, game. the thing is,
2: like Simone Inzaghi actually has a good record. He doesn't get, you know, he he doesn't, you know, he his players, he's he's good at avoiding it. The way he trains and prepares these guys. So, I would, um, I actually would like to see him, Stefano Sensi, have a full preseason with, you know, once again have a full preseason and see where we are with that. Because, again, I'm not expecting him to start every game, but if Sensi can be, can can play. 12-15 games a season from start 12-15 start I'm happy with that I really am
1: honestly I mean yeah if you look at it I mean sorry Alessandro but if you look at it like with, with Gagliardini <laughs> I mean we don't want him playing more than 12-15 games <laughs> we so don't if want we him had 12-15 minutes we'll season. I think we'll be happy yeah, yeah. no yeah. but seriously if, if
2: Inter's midfield next season was Aslani Brozovic Chalanoglu Barella Mikitarian, and Sensi you're not going to hear much complaints from me like <laughs> that's no, that's that's a no good really. midfield. that's a really good midfield um and that's a midfield where you have youth and and you have experience and you have players on the right age um and and I think it's it's a ball playing midfield. It's an intelligent midfield, and then you've got DiMarco and Gossens on the left, uh, Darmian on the right and Belanova, you know uh, unless you move Darmian to the right of the defense, which could be an option um, it's you know and then you have to buy uh a uh, wing back to to kind of mentor bellanova i mean there are options to be had sure i mean bellanova could explode yeah. next season I, th- I don't think it's impossible that that happens i li- i remember bellanova especially against milan for Cagliari he used to give theo hernandez a living hell he was smoking
0: yeah, he, him like he was um a it's the sort of guy that could beat his man and mm. I, I don't think he's shown that too much at Inter. Um what I've seen personally is more of like hesitancy on his part, not like a lack of ability. Yeah, but medical. he's sort of he sort of has been a little bit like just hesitant to to go after it. But mm. he is a guy, if you want to talk about incorporating dribblers, that has the sort of speed to um to get down the line. Agreed. I mean and I feel like in the the,
1: the brief appearances that we have seen with him I mean, listen, maybe it's just me being biased at this point, but I, I truly think what we've seen, though, is he's had better crossing ability with both feet than what we've seen from Dumfries. And to me, that <laughs> that in itself, if you're able to get the ball into the box to people, like that. That I usually helps when
2: you Mexico. want to score goals.
1: <laughs> yeah, like when, I don't, I don't, I'd really appreciate it if you wouldn't hit the defender who's standing right in front of you every time. Like that would be. Or your me. own
2: feet. Swell. Your own foot. Your own yeah. foot the porto yes, thing it's... i will never get over i could not believe he actually did that like did it was i, I the remember only we one all just that? said lol
1: like... we just put in the group chat lol <laughs> yeah. like that like what you can't even say anything anymore no i laughed that, i laughed just... i
2: literally laughed out loud i was like what what, what just happened was like oh gosh <laughs> did he do that like <laughs> did, did did i see a guy do on the pitches on zero in the champions league what i see like fat old people do playing amateur football up the street that's I mean, what no that's what man. I do on,
1: on Sunday leagues <laughs> well, that's, that's what I mean like, I can get away with that exactly
2: that's the shit I do at 40-41 you know what I mean like not at the pitch at Siro in the Champions League round of 16 knockout stage you know what I mean I have different standards there yeah. <laughs> if it's okay with everyone oh, <laughs> do you know what I mean like uh, I couldn't believe he did that it was really really funny oh man
1: Okay, and Nima, this is the last question. This is an important one. The people want to know, do you have any regrets about Micon Vibes?
2: Oh, uh, dear. <laughs> Look, the, the Micon Vibes question <laughs> is is very simple. Uh, the the technical part, I was talking shit, and I said it before. I, I was talking, I, I was just making, uh, that was just me. I was in the zone. I got feeling. I, if you remember, the quote is like, it's, um the power the pace and the technique (laughs) i'm building up do you know what i mean i'm building up to it uh no of course not the technique is not even they're they're not even it's not even they're they're not even the same species If from a technical point of view um but uh, the power and the pace part yes i do think there are similarities like he did when he's when he when he's at his absolute best when he's towering down. Because if you remember, Michael had a very specific style that he ran with. He had this like he stood straight up, you know, his back was out, his chest was out, he puffed out, and he towered forward. Yeah, exactly, like like a like a bodybuilder almost, <laughs> like like a train, you know, like like a freight train. But Dumfries isn't as big as that. But he's when when he's he, he's much more. He looks more like a sprinter in his body shape. He's got like these longer legs. And he takes these like giant strides, like almost. But when they, when he, when he's in form and he towers forward, like the power and the pace, yeah, that does give me my own vibes. Yes, but that, not nothing else, nothing more, nothing else, zero. All right. <laughs> so that's 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 what I that's what I wanted to say, I think, but I got carried away. Do you think <laughs> that
0: that take was? That take was giving me a uh, pundit Anto- Antonio Cassano vibes right there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, no, no. Cassano. I, just I, talking. I, I I, wish I could uh, I I out-crazy uh, him, but I don't think I will ever be able to. Um, he, what was it no. he said yesterday? I'm, I would sack Marossa and I would sack Inzaghi and I'd bring in De yeah. Zerbio Italiano. And I was like, we're done. <laughs> like Okay. Goodbye Antonio.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> Sounds good.
1: Italiano might be the last manager in Serie A that I would I would that I would take. I would take Ballardini before I would take Italiano.
2: I think it, I'm, I'm I think I'm inclined to agree I'm, with you. I'm
0: not even kidding.
2: No, I think I'm inclined to agree with you. I
0: I it, it, I would bring back Zaccheroni. I, well, he's not around, No, so. no no
2: no. No, no never <laughs> in, like Vincenzo Italiano. I mean, what he did at Spezia was great. I thought he was really good there. But at Fiorentina, he's failed miserably, and miserably, and, yeah. And it's just, and it doesn't, and, and the fact that he was standing next to Zdenek Zeman the other day, I found really hilarious because this guy is Zeman from Wish.com. Because at least Zeman was a fantastic developer of talent, you know, from Veratti to Totti, all that, that that spectrum of period, period of time. He has improved so many young players.
1: The fact that he's not getting anything out of Luka Jovic is mind-boggling to me. But he's not getting anything he really out
2: of is. anyone. Like, How is he, he failing with Amrabat? How is he failing with, like, we saw what Amrabat can do in the World Cup, and we saw what we could do with, with Yuri Chahelas Verona. There's a player there. Mandragora is a decent player. Like, he's he just keeps failing. I mean, he's yeah, Castrovilli,
0: I feel like Castrovilli. He's been hurt, but that's what I was going to say. Like, he, it, that's another player, but, you know, when we were having a discussion about the midfield, like, I know it's not realistic, but Castrovili is one of, you know, when he was on form, one of the better midfielders in Serie A. And I
2: really like Amrabat as well. I really, really rate him. I think they've got good players. I really do. I just don't think he's good enough. I, I, yeah.
1: I Milenkovic, you know, the, <laughs> another yeah. one we wanted. Yeah, he's he's plateaued, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like obviously he doesn't focus on a defensive aspect because clearly you see them leaking goals. So it's like if you have young, talented center backs, and you don't have the manager who can properly get the best out of them, they're just gonna well, either stay the same or regress.
2: He he his his idea of defending is so archaic it's like how they defended in the 50s everyone man man marks all across the pitch and it's like what like usually everyone defends zonal and marking you know you 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 interchange between the two but his is so old school it literally is like like watching reels from the 1950s every every single player has a player they have to mark and they have to follow them around and they're hollow there's no structure there's nothing um and it's just it annoys me. He, he Italiano really does annoy me because I'm, he's, he's ruining, and I don't understand what what, what is waiting for. Like, really don't.
0: It looks like a team that somebody made on Football Manager. Yeah. Honestly, when you see all these names together, like Antonin Barak and Ricardo Sotil, Duncan, like it does really look like.
2: But again, they've got it's a good midfield. Like, They're all together. Got, yeah, they have got good players. They shouldn't be. They should be in the top seven, top eight. I think. But the quality of the Easily. roster, yeah. And, Easily. It's like, it's crazy to me. <clears throat> but we have to say, in Italiano's defense, this is the first season, he's uh, <laughs> playing in three different tournaments, you know, midweek games in Europe, and they're doing pretty well in Europe. And And that's also an adjustment for a coach, to be able to compete on three fronts. You know, the Coppa Italia, the Serie A, and Europe. Three games a week. That's, that's new for, for lots of coaches. So, yeah that's a caveat but yeah no the defending has been awful but no i'd, I'd rather never I, I don't believe in italiano i'm
0: not a fan no same do we have any other uh, questions johnny
1: no i think that's uh that's pretty much it
0: all right Nima, thank you so much for joining us tonight this was fun i really appreciate it um, and I do think that, you know, everyone listening to the podcast is going to have a much better understanding of, of where we are with the stadium. So really appreciate you taking the time to uh, to speak to Johnny and I. Um, Pleasure. And Pleasure was thanks all mine. for jumping on.
2: Pleasure was all mine. Pleasure was all mine. It was good talking to you guys. And I remember, like, we were recording this on a Wednesday night. So tomorrow morning, all of what we said could be not valid anymore because of the. It could be history because, because Inter and Milan could have done another could have done another one eighty, like we. we it's just the, Italian football keeps you on your toes, <laughs>
1: especially when it <the> involves Inter. <laughs> yeah. Inter's all right, familiar. guys.
0: Thank you so much for uh, for listening. And as uh, as we say. Uh, in the words of the great uh, Riccardo Scarpini Forza ragazzi Forza ragazzi Forza ragazzi